Miller, and Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. This is Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. All right, good morning, everybody, and welcome to Miller and Condon on a Monday. Off and running in another week. It's Des Moines Sports Station as we get back to local programming. Uh, now for the remainder of the uh, day. Well into, what, 6 and 7 tonight, I believe, uh, the Hawk, uh, the Cyclones, rather. Randy Peterson, Travis Hines from 6 to 7. But plenty of local programming uh, prior to that. Uh, we'll take you to 1, Murph and Andy, until 3. And, of course, the drive with... Uh, Heather and Sean from 3 until 6. BMW Des Moines guest list looks like this. We will start with Scott Dockerman at the bottom of the hour on Iowa. Latest on Cade McNamara, etc. At uh, 10 minutes before the noon hour, we will recap the Ryder Cup with our friend Matt Rudy uh, from Golf Digest. Certainly... um, Got spirited over the weekend, of all things, a caddy uh, getting involved. Uh, maybe he was trying to deflect from the piss poor play that the Americans uh, decided to uh, show up as they really got, uh, well, they got crushed. Um, in our number two, Bama Bob Trent and I will recap the weekend in college football. Alex Bussey, who was in Norman uh, for the Iowa State Oklahoma game, he'll join us at 1230. And then Mr. Monday Night will be here uh, with his play tonight, a single game as we're down to that now seattle it's the seahawks and the giants fun football weekend baseball is all set the 162 game schedule is complete and off we go to the playoffs it's october it's the best month of the year in sports i was just gonna say happy october i know this is your favorite it is for sure it is without a doubt get the two teams that we root for against each other in the mlb playoffs you Two been... teams we root against each other yesterday at Soldier yes, Field. Yep. Wish your team would have won. Well, my team got it. I'll be rooting for my team again. And uh, this time the other way, though, with the Twins and the Blue Jays yep. getting together in the MLB playoffs. You have been very up and down with your Blue Jays throughout the course of the season, as I have as, been as, with the Twins. As they have been. Inconsistent. Yep. How are you feeling? Really good. It's the matchup you wanted. I think so. Yeah. yeah, I think it is. As opposed to going to Tampa. Right. Didn't right. want to have that. Yep. Nope. Um, but feel pretty good. We'll see. I think the Twins won the season series, didn't they? I th- they I, did, yeah. yeah I, I know they did up in the Twin Cities at Target. Uh, we'll see. I think it's just look, it's the playoffs. It's fun. It's October. It's day baseball. And away we go. I understand, yes, the Twins have home field advantage. But... Well, home field for all of them. Yeah, all three. Yep. Yeah. If... Uh, I was surprised, though, when the lines came out, the series prices. Oh, I haven't seen them. Oh, okay. I was surprised by them, so let's see where you were. Where would you place it in the Miller Casino? You're putting the odds up just to win the series. Well, I think the Twins would have to be favored because of the home field advantage. They made it even. It was minus 110 on I was going to go very slight favorite. I would have definitely had the Blue Jays, and maybe that is just a beaten-down Twins fan sure. 18 consecutive Post playoff losses. not gone yeah, well. Right. Right. And maybe that's the reason for it, yeah. but that's kind of where I am. And a very banged-up team. We mm-hmm. don't know what Carlos Correa is going to be. We don't know what Roy, Royce Lewis is going to be. Mm-hmm. Buxton, is he going to be part of the 26 and make the roster? This three-game series, too. I love how they changed the roster because, well, you don't need four starters. No. You don't have to go that route. Yeah. So is it an extra bullpen arm? Do you go with you know a young guy with speed? Go with the Terrence score that the Royals did years ago. You know, do something I like, like that. I kind of like that move. 
Twins have a guy. He's not Terrence Gore. He's not you know an ultimate automatic steal guy. But right. they had a guy they brought up here over the last week or two that could fill that kind of role. Does Buxton get on the roster? Where's Lewis? Can Lewis only be a DH? Does that mean that Buxton can't be out there? I mean, there's just so many things and. When do they have to have the rosters? Got to be today, right? I would think so. Absolutely, that you'd have to have those because the, they start in. tomorrow. Yeah, and what the, uh, that series is three. It's a three o'clock in the afternoon, right? Yes. Is that th- is that our time? Three o'clock. It is. Yes, it is a three thirty eight first pitch for all three games. Love it. Now, game three could be different depending on oh, yeah who's still alive. who's still alive, right. but at least for the first two. And they're all scheduled. Did you for see that who time. they put in prime time? I mean, it's not the shiniest slate. Yeah, I guess Arizona because of the West Coast you put there. I guess, but Miami and Philly's the late game. I think it's you look at the teams though. Obviously, Toronto's out because right. they're Canadian. Doesn't measure, yeah. right? You don't get the though. It's a huge market. Mm-hmm. You don't get there's no bump. TV the Nielsen wise. points yep. for that one. Okay, yep. so they're going to be in the afternoon. Texas, Tampa. Yeah. Okay. By the way, h- how is Texas playing this weekend? I know. It, that team How does too. Houston find a way to get a bye? Get the division. Unbelievable. Get the right side of the bracket. They're going to be there again. I hate yes. to say it. It pisses me off. I, that, every single year. It just yeah. breaks. Well, 2020, they were terrible in that, what was it, 60-game regular season? Yeah. Some, I think it was 60. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They were awful. I think they might, if they're 500, they were right at 500. They might have been under 500. And what do they get? The Minnesota Twins mm. in the first round. Of course, they go on and make a run. And I guess the Phillies are probably the boat. Made the World Series last year. Yep. They have Bryce Harper. Yep. They got Schwarber. They got stars. They yep. got names that you know. Mm-hmm. I guess of everybody, they're probably, of the eight teams here, they're probably the number one TV draw. Yeah, but they're sharing the team that's got to finish number eight. <laughs> right, right, yeah. As far as popularity. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. I mean, I know our guy. What's Ryan's last name? <laughs> yes. The Marlins The Marlins fan of the market. Uh, I love love that guy. I do. It's great. Good for him. He's having a ball. Um, well, we'll see. It's, it's, it's a wonderful time. I love October baseball. And it is upon us. So we'll see how our teams do fare against each other. Tuesdays and Wednesdays are for baseball when we get to this time of the year. Yeah, so you know what though? Thursday, I, Jesus, it's, it's, uh, it's Saturday and Sunday are out. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Saturday, Sunday are out. We'll, we'll see where the others match up. All right. Let's get to Iowa City. Um, with the news that Cade McNamara is, um, well, there's been nothing official yet. Trent, what, mm-hmm. do you have anything? I mean, that doesn't look like an injury that you're going to see the field anytime soon, no, right? That, that looks torn ACL. Right. Season's over. Right. Yeah. I When you stumble like that, when your knee buckles like that. And the wince on his face when they yeah. showed it from the other end zone. It's incredibly rare. Eh, it's just a couple weeks. It's a little tweak. Right. He'll be back. No. Yeah. That thing's season ender. It I saw, looked like it. On Top Cakert's site on Hawkeye Report, yep. Brad Heinrichs, the, who runs the Swarm, yep. who helped pay Cade McNamara to come to Iowa City, yep. he said he's out for the year. Oh, well, then there you go. He's out for the year. Yeah, Brad's not going to put that up on the no. website without having confirmation. Cade McNamara's season is over. Oof. And it is now Deacon Hill time. So what did you think? You know... Better than you thought. Better than when. Okay, McNamara goes out here. It's Deacon Hill time. I'm guessing it wasn't the the best moment of your weekend. No, <laughs> but watching him, you know what? He can run around a little. McNamara couldn't run. Yes, um, he's got he's got a cannon. Two things. First, he was better than I anticipated. Mm-hmm. I thought this was a lost cause. Look, this is a guy that walked on. Mm-hmm. This is a guy that was going to Ford. This is a guy that couldn't play at Wisconsin with all their quarterback issues right. a year ago. Right. 
and though he has a strong arm, just never saw the accuracy mm-hmm. from the limited time that we saw him. I just I didn't think it was going to happen. Better than I thought. Now, mm-hmm. in a day where he finishes 11-27, yeah. he completes only four of his last 15 passes mm-hmm. after a decent start. He was 7-12 early on. One touchdown, one interception, yeah. Yeah, I think there's something there. But the reason I say that is for the first time all season long, we saw the full Iowa playbook. Yes. We saw the waggles. We mm-hmm. saw the sneaks. Mm-hmm. The we boots. saw bootlegs. We yep. saw that action. The big play to all, not the touchdown, but that long run yep. that he had there, that was off of boot action. They showed Jets By the sweep. way, let's not gloss right over the touchdown because oh, what an yeah. effort. Jesus. That, that dude is a Whoa. man. He is a stud. He had another play like that, too. He's just running oh. through people. He is just a monster of a man. Because of that, because the full complement of the playbook is back. Because now Iowa can do all their things. They are, you can see right away, a more concerted effort. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We were relying too much on tight ends. We don't have Luke Lachey anymore. Yeah. We have to well, find a way. They did go out of the way to get the receivers Yes, they did it. right away. Yeah, right away. And Vines breaks a tackle and yeah. goes up the sidelines. Yeah. And then Ragagini gets a first He's down. A, yeah, he was the second pass. I was believe when Vines, Ragagini won too. And they were off and running. Yeah. But that was my takeaway is this offense isn't going to be great. Look, they're ranked last in the country right now. Yeah. And... There's three teams that are transitioning to FBS football. One would be below them in Sam Houston State. Oh, my God. So you can make that argument that they're not the worst. They're the worst. Yeah. Of the 130 teams yeah. that yeah. are fully vested in FBS football, this is the worst offense in the country. Can like, they be a tick better than that? I think so. Mm-hmm. I think this is a team they are averaging, what was the number, 200, 240 yards a game. Can they average 280 the rest of the year? Is that a realistic scenario? I think so. I think so with Hill. Now, he's going to make mistakes, too. He loves that arm. Yep. What I hope from him the rest of the way, what we see from him, is not what we see from Iowa quarterbacks where they're like a wild stallion, right? And they get broken. And they get broken and they become Charlie Checkdown. Make it. Make sure it's there. It has to. No. If Deacon Hill is going to be good enough to lead this team to a nice, solid season, good enough to going to Wisconsin to give you a chance, win the games, the t- coin flip games against Illinois and Minnesota, and on and on and on. If he's going to be that guy, it's not going to be just because he makes the makeables. It, it's going to be with some big plays because that's what he can do with that big arm. Don't break him of that. He's going to make mistakes. There's probably going to be game they lose because he throws three or four interceptions. Mm-hmm. There's probably going to be that too. But the upside, allow the upside to actually happen with Deacon Hill. That's what I want to see. Will we? Probably not, well, because we got the, 25 years. Right, but they play in the right division, and the competition's oh, yeah. not steep by any means. No. So, well, look, we'll, we'll see. Um, I, I don't think it's um, gloom and doom, as you know, some would have um, stated this time last week. Kate McNamara was a huge disappointment. He was, yeah. There's no, other, there's no cutting. I mean, no. there, you, can't, you can't sugarcoat it. Right? No, absolutely not. Yeah. And the injury was a big reason for that. Sure. Before the ACL. Yeah, maybe the August injury. Yes, yeah. Yep, yeah. yep. Yeah. Yeah. A huge reason for that, but it was a disappointment. And now you have a guy that you can do different things with, Mm -hmm. that can make some throws. I'm interested to see how this goes. If they were, look, if this was next year's schedule, right? Yeah, might be going to go. Yeah, you might be talking about this team. Yeah, getting to six. Right. Yeah. Can you get? Yeah, absolutely. That'd Uh be probably the right way to look at Uh it. With this one starting this week with Purdue. And speaking of point spreads. How shocked were you when you saw the opening line for Iowa Purdue? I, I didn't see it. What is it? It's down to two at Circa right now. What was it? What three. Did it go? 
Well, that's Iowa at home. Yeah, only favored by three. I know Purdue beat up on Illinois. Boy, Illinois they're, is bad. They're really bad. I was just about to say that yeah. we are did not just us. Well, did, yeah. uh, the country overrated uh, Illinois this year. They're a bad football team. I thought that defensive line was going to be elite. Uh-huh. They have one guy, one dude, and that's it. Yep, who is an absolute game wrecker he's, himself. He's, but he's it. Yep, he's alone out there. The defense stinks. The offense. Altmaier's been hugely disappointing mm-hmm. in his own right. Mm-hmm. The whole miss transfer. Yeah, that Illinois team is bad, but good on Purdue. They took it to him. I. Uh, so when I do my little rating system that I have, and it's derived from a couple of different power numbers, and then I kind of adjust to my own, I had Cade McNamara worth three and a half points to the Iowa football team. So I deducted Iowa three and a half points uh, after that one. Dropped them down in my system. I think they were like 45th right in that range, 40 to 45 in the country uh, at this point. Now, after that, I still had this game, Iowa, just north of a touchdown over Purdue. Maybe I'm underrating Purdue. Obviously, we'll do a whole lot more legwork there. Mm-hmm. I, I was surprised. I thought that'd be maybe just shy of a touchdown, six, six and a half in that range. When I saw it three and then the onslaught of money that must have come in to drop it down to two at Circa, yep. that was an eye-opener. Who was the Friday night game Purdue played? I'm trying to remember. Who did I watch him play? Wisconsin. Yeah, that's right. And Wisconsin. Yep, yep, yep. It's just Purdue game the football, They right? did. They yeah. did. Uh, Wisconsin didn't. It wasn't a walk away. Well, Wisconsin no, was coming. No, no. It was. Purdue shot themselves I felt in the foot. better about Wisconsin, but I also felt better about Purdue. Watch, yeah. watch they got talent. Football. I think, Tyrone I Tracy. Think they do. Doing He's running he, the football. Well, what he should have done when he came Absolutely. to Iowa. Absolutely. And there were coaches on that staff that said, yeah, that guy's a running back. Yep, put him, uh, yep, mm-hmm. put him behind the quarterback. Mm-hmm. That's where he deserved to be. Uh, so we'll see going forward. I think that was the only major injury that came out of the game, obviously, was McNamara. Was there another one? Well, we saw DeYoung went down on one of those sneaks late in the football game, and Connor Colby had to come into the game he barely practiced all week long. They said he was in case of emergency only. Okay. It was an emergency that yeah. he went in there. Uh, so Connor Colby was. And afterwards, Kirk said it wasn't as significant as they thought, but I still very well could be a couple weeks, something like that gotcha. for him. Now, DeYoung's not great. And we know that the offensive line as a whole is not yeah. great. Uh, Rusty Feth, speaking of disappointments. Mm-hmm. You look at his run blocking, Gary, yep. from Pro Football Focus. He was brutal. Was it? I haven't seen yeah. it. But it, yeah, it was, he, didn't, he certainly uh, didn't uh, do anything to make sure. As a whole, that offensive line was yeah. terrible. Logan Jones had his worst game of the year. Oh, boy. He was getting absolutely just pancaked inside. Michigan State. And Moulton. So I had, speaking of theories, you know I love my theories. <laughs> Tinfoil hat, whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, sure. Somebody passed this along to me last night. Interesting. To at least think about. Now, I don't think this is the same line because two different scenarios. But remember the conversation last season. Of course, wide receiver was a huge part of it because uh-huh. of all the injuries. Everything that was happening there was about Keegan Johnson. And where's Keegan? Why isn't he playing? What about the running back position? With two very talented guys in Jazion Patterson and Caleb Johnson, uh-huh. could we be trending towards a something similar there? We saw Kamari Moulton get a ton of run. Yep. After LaShawn Williams' fumble, he was mm-hmm. out there a bunch. The Williams he had, came back to the game. almost had 10 carries, I think. Moulton, and he had a couple of decent ones in there. I think he's fine. He's little. He's, he's listed at 185. There's no way that dude's right. 185 right now. He's got a little wiggle to him. He's fine. But with those two guys, are they thinking about a business decision? Still have their red shirt? Obviously, both can still transfer mm-hmm. if that's something one or both mm. of those guys are thinking. Now, Keegan Johnson, remember, that went all the way back to the year before the bowl game. Right, right. In the spring football. Yep, yep. That was completely different than we're talking about here. Something to keep an eye on. Kirk said after the game he was asked about both those guys. They believe, if not this week, next week for them, 
But we kind of heard some of the same things, yeah. at least early in the season, with Keegan Johnson. Just, just something to chew on. I thought it was a fun theory. Something to keep an eye on going forward. All right, let's, uh, let's go to, uh, well, let's finish. Michigan State, your thoughts on Noah Kim? I like him. I do, too. He wasn't bad. No. Right? I mean, he He's a young quarterback. He made some bad mistakes. Uh-huh. At the late pick and the final yeah, play of the right. game, basically. Right. To Harris, what he, he's just trying to push the, the ball. Tight the tight end uh, that, that, he's that a got monster. hurt. He is a monster. Oh. And he was he was missed in that football game. Yes, he was. Um, I It played out like I thought it could. That business trip, that was a team that was together. That was a team yeah. that was happy to get away. Right, needed to get away. Yes, yeah. absolutely. And they went out there and they played an inspired football game. For everything that that team's dealing with, that was... A team that didn't lie down. Nope. And they did it the week before. They got down 21 nothing to Maryland. They kept fighting in that football game, and they did the same thing Punter here. Punter was, I mean, he had the, 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 the 60-something yard punt, and then yeah. comes follows that up with just a shank. They got the By the way, since we're talking kickers, did you see Drew Stevens after he made the final field goal of the game? Do Put the, him to sleep, yeah. Night, night. Yeah, they do. <laughs> yeah. They, they have a little something after everyone. Drew Stevens is a stud. No, he's really, he is. We talk about Torrey Taylor a bunch. Yeah. That 53-yarder that he hit that made it 16-13, that thing was a third of the way up at the net. I mean, the kid at the end of the first half, the other Kim kid for Michigan yeah. State, he hit the 58-yarder, but that thing just snuck by. He had 58-and-a-half, 59 <laughs> right, tops. Right. He had just the perfect trajectory, or that thing wasn't getting there. That was a 53-yarder by Stevens, and he absolutely no, there was, there was plenty. There was plenty of distance. Yeah. Uh, Iowa State, on the other hand, your thoughts? They hung around. Trent, you know, they, was, they got beat by 30, and you know what? I kind of got up yesterday morning thinking, all right. This is a young football team. They didn't go toe-to-toe with Oklahoma. No, that, that, no Oklahoma's really good, I think. And you wouldn't want in year number eight of a program to say that moral victories. But no, it is moral victories when you lose five starters that you thought you were going to have in late spring. They're not there. Mm-hmm. Well, five guys that would c- contribute, Yes, for sure. absolutely. Ramsburg's starting. Deckers is probably starting. I'm not sure Brock is starting. Hanukkah maybe gets the start. Lee for sure. Yeah. yeah. Five important For now. pieces. Right, right. Yeah. Five of your top 30 players yes, are I'll gone. I'll give you that. Yep. That's a problem. Yep. And they're out there, and they're evolving, and they're changing, and they're okay. Where did this Bacon kid come from, Trent? He made back-to-back-to-back plays. He was all over the television set for crying out loud. Walk on. It's... it's um. Again, they got beat by 30, and you look at the kids who are contributing, and they're all young for mm-hmm. the most part. Outside of TJ Tampa, yep. who will be playing on Sundays. And he's a really good player. He's and he stud. had a really good game again. Yep. Um, but but the guys on defense, other than Tampa? I mean, As a goo, Cooper, again, no, he popped. He was great. He was excellent out there. Dominic Orange, they got something in the middle. Yes, they do. The, uh, Cooper's got to lead the uh, college football or be right there as far as picks. He got his fourth one. And you always hear... If you're running a three-man front or an odd-man front, the most difficult position to find is nose tackle, right? Yep. Or nose guard, depending yep. on yep. what your system is. They got the dude now. Mm-hmm. I mean, they you're set. You want depth there, you want, but they found a guy that can occupy space, and that's what makes yeah. that three-three-five scheme so difficult to now defend. Now they're giving up a ton of they're giving up a ton of yards and a ton of points. The last two, the defense has not been. And I'm about to say that at the same time, I'm about to praise a bunch of guys who played in that defense, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, collectively, they didn't have their, their last, their, their best two games were not the last two games, but you got guys out there that are making plays. You know what else they got? They got a kicker. They this do. Contreras. Yeah. With the exception of, I guess, a couple of bad snaps, one for sure. Um, he's been good. Rocco Beck gives up a pick six. What does he do? He brushes right it off. Boom. Here's mm-hmm. Noel. 
Uh, Wilson had a bad drop in that football game. Higgins, nice to see him get behind. Stanley had his maybe his best game uh, of the year this year, and they got beat by thirty. And and they know. were down. They gave up forty in the first half. Yeah. They, you know, what's you good? don't want to overstate it, but it's not as bad as you just look at the box score. You just yeah. you look at the final score. It wasn't as bad as that look, but also. Oklahoma was in control the whole time. No, second they, half. they yeah. were. They were. And, and look, Iowa State didn't score in the second half. Yeah. So um, it's just, I don't know, maybe maybe that's what this year is about, right? Babies. You know what's got to stop? Matt Campbell's got to just learn to shut up. Let what it is go, going Matt. On? Let it go. I don't know what the guy said. I don't know what you said. Maybe you said something funny back to him, but you know what? The country thinks. Back-to-back weeks, or is it back-to-back Ohio? Two out of three. Two out of three. Um, yeah, both the road games. Uh, Campbell's not able to um, just button his lip. Just leave the field. Just run to the locker room. Right. And who cares? Right. This guy's sitting up in the north end zone. If and he he's thinks hot, you're on the hot seat, who gives a deal? Yes. He's chanting, chanting hot seat at you. He's not calling your family member right. a derogatory term. Right. He's not calling you out for something. He's chanting hot seat at yes. you, and you holler back at him? Just a, Grow it's, up. It's a terrible look. It's, it's an a terrible awful look. look. Terrible look. You look like a meathead moron yeah. football guy. The football guy that we, in today in 2023, we make fun of that guy. Yes. You look like that guy. You yep. look like an idiot. Knock it off. And it it's does. not a good look. And and this is so out of character. At least I yes. would have thought for him. Because he is buttoned up. Uh-huh. He is... Very boring in press conferences. He is. You're going to get the He's coach absolutely speak. paranoid. Yes, that's fine. We have seen plenty of football coaches that way. Right. We don't have a problem. With, uh-uh. Are we going to chuckle at it at times? Absolutely. But that is fine as a football coach. This side Just of it, though. Walk off the field. You don't have because to go Because you bad. know what, Trent? The next time the team goes on the road, and I think they're only home one week this, this month, you know it's coming again when they get beat out on the road. Mm-hmm. He's going to hear it again. Just leave. You're better than that, Matt Campbell. You don't need to. You don't need to fire back. You don't think there's a student section that's going to use that? Oh. I mean, and all of a sudden, team takes a seven nothing lead, and you're going to hear the hot seat yeah. chant starting from a student section on the yep. road. Yep. No, it's just you don't. Why? What does that do? What does nothing. that prove? Nothing. Nothing. It just it, it it just gives the the next opponent's student section ammunition. Absolutely. That's where it's going to. They go out to Cincinnati in a couple of weeks, and that student section nipper. They'll be fired up. Yeah. They'll be chanting. Hot seat, hot seat. <laughs> uh, again, um, got beat by thirty. Playing a lot of young guys. Uh, you know, it was good to see get the little action. It was Gaines, who we've been hearing about since yep. he got onto campus. Yep, yep. He had a couple of catches late in the football game. Abu Sama, who has been, you know, done nothing essentially. Uh, and I'm not being critical. He's a freshman for crying out loud. They mm-hmm. ran the ball well. They did. The Iowa State offensive line run blocked. It was good to see pass blocks. Good, good to see Rocco Beck throws a pick. You know, water off his back, comes back and makes a couple of good plays. There were positives. No moral victories. Not saying it was. You feel like this team is, is marching forward. Marching forward. We'll go there. Um, we want to take this. We got, uh, let's clear the phone lines. By the way, we do have uh, another keyword. We'll get to that coming up. Keywords are back again. $1,000 keywords. Uh, your chance to win a grand. We'll give you that coming up here momentarily. But Jeff has been on hold since we came on the air. So let's get him involved. Uh, Jeff, welcome. Welcome to the program. Jeff, how are you? What's on your mind? Good. I'm glad you guys we have a different perspective on the Iowa State defense. I thought it was terrible. Now, you guys want to talk about stats. Stats don't lie. When you give up 523 yards of total 
offense on the road, and you and people say you guys say, oh, this is this is a a good above average defense. They're they're if they're young, okay. This isn't USC where you can give up fifty and win sixty to fifty. This is an LSU old Miss. They rely on their defense supposedly. Again, this is a pretty good defense. Then you give up fifty. No, the, the last two games 50. have been bad, Jeff. Yeah. We we said that, and I said well, what I said was I'm about to praise a bunch of guys individually on that defense. Collectively, they were terrible. They've been terrible the last two games. Three hundred sixty-six yards passing, one hundred fifty-seven yards rushing. You get first downs. You got killed thirty to fifteen. I understand box scores, whatever the case may be, but facts are facts. And how are you going to go on the road? When you're getting slashed and then you lose the turnover battle, it's just, you know, it was nice they had that moral victory against Oklahoma State. I don't know how good they are. Um, and then you go up and down the Big 12. Yeah, they're going to get, they're lucky to get six. Like, you guys are painting this brush or getting close. I don't see it, but I'm glad we can agree to this. They're going to skip the golf really fast, and that was way wrong. <laughs> Jeff, admit, may I come in here killing me for take of the European team? Woof. I, hey, I, I, I was wrong. I, I can admit it. I mean, they went out there Thursday, flat as can be, uh-huh. boom, the worst start in U.S. history. Here's Zach's, uh, here's Zach's stats for He was 4-12 and 12 with his Ryder Cup uh, picks. 4-12. and 12. Wow. So let me give you a little adjustment that needs to be needed. And I don't know if it's the next Ryder Cup at home because I think they'll win. I think it's time to bring out Tiger Woods. Yeah. It's time to bring Tiger Woods out because he doesn't give a damn who is chosen. He's going to pick the best golfers, and he ain't going to take crap from nobody. There's no moral victories. He's going to go out and he's going to own it. There's no tears. He's going to play the best golfers, and he's going to go to Europe. On, uh, it's a long, for a long time from now. He's going to go, go to Europe, and he's going to win it. When was the last time a team went on foreign right. soil? It's, it's, it's hard 19, to win. Ni- 1993 was the yeah. last time. That they won? When, when did the Euro, that, haven't the Euros won here? I don't know the last time the Euros won on U.S. soil, but the last time Americans won on on Europe soil was 1993, and that was a long, long time ago. And I can give you all those stats on Wednesday or Thursday about, you know, the better golfers, how deep the U.S. roster team is, how I thought Justin Thomas would, you know, come back to old and – and Scotty Scheffler. And I can go on and on with with the American golfers. And maybe this is the case. Maybe it's not. Maybe they just don't care. Maybe they just, you know, it's like a, they want to get paid. an individual sport. They want to get paid. And that's not how the Euros think of it. They love the mm-hmm. team aspect. And you can just you can just feel, is Brooks Kepka a good team player? I, I don't think so. You know, is there other golfers from America that are good team players? But you know what? We'll stop all that the next time they, they play Tiger Woods being the Ryder Cup leader. You guys have a good day. Thank you, Jeff. Appreciate the call. Got to be better than Zach. Yeah, that was bad. Unfortunately, that was that was bad. Um, what did, what does that do to his golf legacy? He's gone two. He's won two majors. Well, uh, you remember Zach? Forget Iowa. Let's, yeah, for, yeah. The, the other forty nine states. Mm-hmm. How do they? What do they think now, Zach Johnson? Uh, I don't think it taints it that long because I mean, they don't probably remember they do one two ma- majors to begin right, with. Yeah. A lot of times, and if they, that's still his memory, mm-hmm. the two majors, the winning the Masters, yeah. that will still be the memory. I mean, who is the Ryder Cup cop- captain the last time yeah, the no, Europeans I, I, won here? I have no idea. Right. Yeah. They won in 2012 at Medina. Yeah. Do you remember who the captain was of the USD? No. That? No. no. It was Davis Love III. Okay. Did that impact your thought of Davis Love III? No. No, because you don't remember. Right. I think it'll ultimately be the same thing. Outside of the absolute golf junkies, mm-hmm. they won't remember this moment. Zach Johnson, not looking good. No. Not putting Brooks out there early. Decisions, the three would one that will so live what, in infamy. So, what was Lakava trying to accomplish? 
Was he trying to deflect? Was he trying to take the, be the story instead Maybe. of the, uh, how bad the Americans look? You could buy that because that's not how he's normally known either. He's not a demonster of caddy. He's, well, not, look, I don't, he's not Stevie Williams. True. He's uh, not that guy. Yeah. I don't, I don't claim to follow caddies, <laughs> but, what, but people who do that are close to the sport have all said the same thing. Yeah. This is the most buttoned-up professional caddy that's currently you know, still on tour. Anyways, uh, we'll get to Scott Dockerman, but prior to that, though, it's time to claim a little NIL money. Head to KXNO.com right now. You can enter the nationwide contest by inserting the keyword cash into that pop-up box. It's cash, your chance at $1,000. Cash, KXNO.com. Another chance an hour from now. Scott Docterman next. Matt Rudy in hour number one on the Ryder Cup. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.0.com. Miller Condon, welcome back to Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Let's get right to Scott Docterman, covers the Hawks and the Big Ten uh, for The Athletic, and he joins us. Doc, Trent, and Ken, thank you for coming on to see the Wisconsin game. We'll have a 3 o'clock kickoff in Madison, 3 o'clock. That just announced. Uh, Fox has that one. Doc, uh, I guess right off the bat, um, we're anticipating that the news on Cade McNamara is not going to be uh, good as far as you know him seeing the potentially being able to come back and play this year. Um, there's nothing in your mind that says that uh, you know to ho- tap the brakes a little bit. There's you know there, there's something potentially good news coming on the horizon. I haven't heard anything like that. I mean, you know, I, I know he went through a bunch of tests, uh, and based on what we saw, that it just screams ligament damage of some sort. Yeah. And having what eight weeks left of the season, seven games to the regular season, there's just no way that you can, even if it's a, a mild tear of of a non of, of a non ACL, you just don't see that he's going to be able to make it back and compete. So, no, I, I just I think that the rest of the season is going to be Deacon Hill's show or potentially Joey Labus, depending on what happens with Deacon Hill over the next few uh, games. We'll get your thoughts on Deacon here in a moment, but he has one more year of eligibility remaining. I know the question, medical redshirt, but are we talking, would that be a six-year of eligibility next season regardless? Where are we in terms of how much eligibility Cade McNamara still has remaining? He has one more year after this year for sure. And, and so 2024, as far as 2025 would go, I mean, I guess that uh, remains to be seen. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I suppose that they could petition, try to get a waiver, all those types of things. But, you know, it's also, you know, does Kate McNamara want to do that? Right. I mean, it's still so early to speculate on anything beyond, you know, say 2024. And, and even then, you know, this is uh, significant damage to, to both teams. So I don't know what, uh, you know, he's going to probably, like most players I've seen that have had these kinds of injuries, uh, you know, sulk for a little bit and then get after it and then figure out what's the next step in life. So your thoughts on Deacon Hill, Doc, came in, obviously. Um, he the, the playbook, it opens up more due to the fact that McNamara's, you know, injury from uh, uh, from August prevented him from doing some things that you would think normally would be available to him. Uh, your thoughts on what you saw from Deacon Hill as he was thrust into the game? Uh, I thought he was okay. Um, you know, he seemed to have command of the, the playbook. They didn't seem to limit him at all and think, all right, we're just going to try to run the ball up the middle three plays and punt. Um, they did, you know, exercise the full uh, scale of the, the 
book, and, and he, they also allowed him to do more bootlegs and rollouts than they did with McNamara, and part of that with McNamara was his quad injury. So I think, uh, you know, with uh, Deacon Hill, you, you kind of allow that to happen. Now, you know, there, there are some concerns I have for him, and he's going to have to address those very quickly. He's got a big, live, strong arm. Uh, but he likes to show it off like a lot of quarterbacks do. And until you get a lot of reps, you, you, you rely on it. And we've seen him, you know, throwing it triple coverage and, and I've seen him do that in practice. So I think in some cases he's going to have to try to make the makeables, but then you don't want to like completely neuter him either. You want him to be able to do what he wants to do or, or what makes him work. So this is, uh, this is going to be fascinating to watch because as teams start to scheme for him and prepare for him, uh, you know, uh, what can he do to counter that? And what can Brian Ferentz and the coaching staff do to counter that? That's going to be um, significant as to what happens to Iowa's season from here on out. A full complement of the playbook, the boot action, the waggles, the rollouts, the things that Cade McNamara physically just wasn't able to do, coupled with the ability to quarterback sneak. And we know that's an important part of the Iowa offense with the big quarterback here there's limitations to Deacon Hill. He has not played much football. What, he only played three games his senior year back in 2020. Doesn't have a whole lot of reps out there, but can this offense be adequate? Can they go from averaging 240 yards a game to 280, 290 the rest of the year? Is that a realistic possibility with Deacon Hill at quarterback? Depends on what happens with the running game trend. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's really the big question. If the running game could could get off the the turf, mm-hmm. then maybe. But I, I haven't seen it yet. Yep. You know, I thought I did it. I thought I did it against Western Michigan. They looked pretty good there, but the last two weeks they've looked hideous. Um, I'd like to be able to, to project some sort of positivity on the offensive side of the ball, but I can't do it. Um, I could see how it could be done, but I don't know that it can be done. So um, Purdue, um, you know, Ryan Walters is a good coach. He'll have them schemed um, to stop the run and say, Deacon Hill beat us. And that's probably what Wisconsin will do as well. So from here on out, it's, it's going to be, um, it's going to be a real grind for Iowa to do just about anything on offense. Mm. Well, if the, uh, if the margin for error is, is so slim that, um, that it's going to require a field goal, they're in pretty good hands with Drew Stevens, Doc, because this guy has been nothing but consistent since he was given the job, or not given, since he earned the job as a freshman. Last year he was terrific. I think, what, he missed twice. Uh, this year he's been phenomenal. Uh, he's got a strong leg, as uh, Trent pointed out. He's right. Uh, the, 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 the field goal from 53 was probably good from, I don't know, upper 50s, maybe 60, somewhere in there. Uh, he's never missed from beyond 50 yards. They're in uh, good hands. Uh, well, not hands. They're, they're in a good spot with Drew Stevens, should it, um, you know, these games be close as we anticipate that they will be? Yeah, you know, I think special teams is an area where Iowa separates itself from a lot of teams and even competitions. We saw that on Saturday night, not only with Drew Stevens and, um, you know, and Tory Taylor. I thought that their uh, adversaries were, were comp- you know, were equal in, in merit for the most part, but uh, then you look at the return game, and that was uh, that was where Iowa really had an advantage and mm-hmm. showed it in, in, in critical junctures. But but that said, yeah, I think Drew Stevens can can uh, he'll make almost all of his field goals. He's missed three in his career, and and Torrey Taylor is an outstanding punter. So I, I think Iowa that's going to be helpful in the margins. Um, but you know that's that's not a fun way to live, as we know. Total defense, thirty third in the country. Rush defense, 66 in the country. Mm. 
Not exactly where we normally think of this Iowa team. Michigan State was able to get chunk yardage. Usually those plays that, oh, all right, they're going to get something, they get you know five, six yards. They're going for 12, 15 yards now. How concerned are you with this defense and the step back that it's taken? A little bit. I think uh, you know some of the run defense uh, is, is certainly a concern. I don't think it's, it's not anything that, that makes me think that this defense is going to collapse. I thought they did a really nice job at Penn State in that same area. But um, I, I'm, what I'm most concerned about is the inability to get after the quarterback and make plays in that passing game. I mean, last year they had 35 sacks. This year they have three. That's, that's not good enough. Now they were able to, to rectify that a little bit with some turnovers and you know, in interceptions, and uh, there were three of them, and I thought they, they performed really well. Um, but – you know, I knew this defense would be quite as good. Last year's was otherworldly. Um, but, you know, the inability to get to the quarterback just seems to be a surprise because, yeah, Van Ness is, is you know, the best talent. But, you know, Deontay Craig and, yep. and Joe Evans, Joe Evans I yep. sort of think, yeah, they both had six and a half sacks. Um, to really not get any kind of pressure up the middle is is really perplexing to me. So I, I think this is uh, – th- that's probably of all the areas that I'm surprised about, that's definitely number one. I expected more from the, from the pass rush situation. Uh, Quinn Schulte, I thought, maybe had his best game of the season. And not that he's been bad, Doc. It's uh, Boy, he made some big plays on Saturday night, I thought. No question. Yeah, I thought he was he was fantastic, and um, you know, really, uh, you know, he had a lot of really good games last year. But mm-hmm. I agree with you. This year was he was all over the place. He was hitting really hard, yep. but he was in the right positions, just just playing his his position really well. So um, they they need that back there. You know, they've had a little bit of you know, well, inconsistency is the right word, but you know, they've had a couple of changes and. You know, one one interesting change I noticed though is when they do go to four three, now Castro stays in the game and Wampa comes out. And mm. that only meant like fourteen, fifteen plays difference, but it is something noticeable. But you know, Schulte still remains in there and, and he's as consistent as there is at that position. Yeah, I thought Wampa could play both. Yeah, too. I thought he yep. did too. Yeah, Good yeah. stuff. Doc, we'll talk to you next week. Iowa slight favorite Eesh. against Purdue. Kind of interesting one there. I like the upside of Ryan Walters going forward. What do you expect to see on Saturday afternoon? Yeah, I really, I'm really not sure. I, I didn't expect to see what I did out of Purdue at West Lafayette. Yeah. I expected them to lose, frankly, and and to put up that those kind of points. Um, it shows that Purdue is buying in and Purdue is moving forward, and they have kind of a, a an offense not like last year's by any stretch, but it is. One that's uh, a little bit more explosive. I mean, old friend Tyrone Tracy is the running back and had 121 yards, I believe it was. And Hudson Card's a pretty decent quarterback. Um, and then defensively, which is always where my concerns are with Purdue, and it was after they lost a lot to the, to the portal, does it really matter when you're playing at Iowa? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I hate to say that, but it's true. And, mm-hmm. and so, I don't know. I mean, they beat Iowa for the last six years, and um, – I'm kind of surprised with that line. Um, we'll see what happens. Maybe I'm just, maybe a lot of us, including myself, we look at Iowa for all of its flaws and don't see the, the path of victory very often. But, you know, in this case, I think it could be a real, real troubling situation if they can't do anything offensively. Uh, 15 seconds, Doc. Do you have any idea why Izzo was at the game? Yeah, he's a Michigan State guy. Well, I get right that now, part, but yeah, right. 
Yeah, I mean, he's a huge supporter. Is he? You know, okay. He's donated a lot of money. He's yeah. donating a lot of money to Michigan State football. So, yeah, that's uh, that's his baby. He's his big. He's a huge football. Fan. I did yeah. not know that about him. Good stuff, Scott. Thank you. Uh, what's coming up at the athletic this week, Doc? Anything you'd like to promote? Yeah, um, I'm looking pretty hard. I've spent most of the morning looking at tendencies on Iowa's offense, different situations, and and there is definitely some things to report here. So wow, look um, forward to that. <laughs> yeah, so uh, look forward to uh, sharing with the world what tends to happen on short yarded situations, or I mean, on uh, after first down incompletions or first down short run. Good stuff, Doc. We'll look forward to the athletic. Thank you. Talk to you next week. Okay, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Scott Dockerman uh, on the Hawks. Uh, Matt Rudy on the Ryder Cup. He's next. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back to Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Matt Rudy. Whenever there's a golf topic, he's our guy, whether it be the majors, Ryder Cup, etc. Uh, Matt Rudy from Golf Digest joins us. This will be for the final time this year. Always melancholy. Matt, when uh, we talk to you, good to speak with you, though. Uh, first of all, your thoughts on Michigan State, Iowa from uh, from Saturday night, guessing that you saw most of it as you're uh, an alum. Your thoughts on the uh, on the Saturday game? Well, I was going to say, you can call me in the fall if you want to. It would be nice to talk to you. But, um, I, I was just glad that there was a reason to watch the game into the second half. It, yeah. it was a, com- a competitive game. No offense to, to your Hawkeyes, but they don't score a lot. So it was, you know, I think that was a good game to, to sort of stick in and be competitive. Now I'm just hoping that not you know the entire roster doesn't transfer because they can yeah, they can leave that's if right. the coach gets fired. So that's that's the big thing to watch now. Indeed. Hey, one, let's, uh, let's get to golf. Um you, I'm sure you've met Joe Lacava over the years, and everybody, everything sure. that I've read, you know, uh, says he's as a professional, as buttoned up as anybody in that profession you're going to find. So this Saturday seemingly was out of character for him. Did he get caught up in the moment? Was he trying to deflect attention? What do you think? How? What do you think? Push Lacava's button. I think some of it is getting caught up in the moment. I think some of it. I mean, just like anything else, when you don't have the full context and you can't hear what all the players are saying to each other and the caddies are saying to each other, I would say it's highly unlikely that he would just go rogue and do something bananas without some other mitigating factor, you know, some other piece that was in that. So um, I, I think there's a lot of jawing that happens. There's a lot of fan interaction that happens. It's It's a much, I guess, for, for lack of a better comparison, it's not exactly a clean pocket like in the NFL. You know, in Ryder Cup, there's a lot more shouting, a lot more people pushed up against the ropes, and it's you know three x four x noisier than a regular tour event. So I think that amps up everybody in different ways than a regular event would. And I, think, I mean, the caddy should not be injecting himself into the narrative. I mean, for sure. Right. But uh, but I think there's also a lot of stuff that goes on. A lot of, a lot of chatter back and forth. So. Here we are now, 30 years in the rearview mirror since the last time the European team <laughs> has lost on their home soil. And though they've won over here a few times, it has not been the case for the U.S. You look at the lineups most years, it's usually a decided advantage in terms of individual talent. Is it the team competition? Is it the want? What do you place it on? I know there's a myriad of different things, but if you had to pinpoint one thing, why can't the Americans win over there? Well, I think. A piece of it is the want to. I mean, the 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 U.S. K- 
can certainly build a roster that that you know it, that constructs itself out of you know it, it can it can win Ryder Cups just because there's so many good players. But if they're if it's even remotely close, clearly the American players don't want to be doing this in comparison to how much the Europeans want to be doing it. I mean, all the news coming out is you know Xander Shoffley was was in a dispute about the logo situation and might not have played and Patrick Canley didn't wear a hat and you know there's there's all the stuff mm-hmm. and, and and again I, we've talked about this a lot of times on your show I'm not begrudging the players any of that because this is one of the biggest events in golf and the players are the only ones who don't get paid so 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 I mean <laughs> everyone would love people to do it for the love of the game et cetera, et cetera. but this is their job you know this they're they're professional golfers mm-hmm. they get paid to do this so so the fact that they don't get paid is not I think if it's a sore subject, then that's something that needs to be addressed. I saw a really good take about it where someone said that the Europeans definitely understand that the the DP World Tour runs the Ryder Cup on the European side, so the health of the European Tour runs concurrent with the Ryder Cup. So, so they are giving back to the tour that supports them for sure. It's less clean on the American side, and, it's, and it doesn't surprise me that some players just get kind of tired of, of getting uh, – pushed around into all these events and, you know, and getting criticized for what they do or don't do when there's, there's really, it's almost like a no win situation. Uh, does Zach Johnson own this? I mean, how, how, how critical uh, is the golf world about the uh, Ryder cup captain? I think they, he owns it because it's your job as the captain to own it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think pretty much everyone has said, whoever the captain would have been, it wouldn't have mattered in this case. You know, it, I don't think there were strategic mistakes I mean, you can nitpick about, you know, does Brooks Koepka get sent off early, you know, things like that, you know, when you send players out. Um, I also think that there's probably going to be a story to be told somewhere. It wouldn't surprise me if something like COVID or some kind of virus was, mm. had gone through the team. There were, there were some Rumors, murmurs that yep. players weren't, you know, weren't 100%. And if that's the case, then I think Zach did a good job kind of taking, you know, he, he took a lot of bullets but didn't come out and talk a lot about that because I think he understands it. His job is not to make excuses. It's just to take those bullets. So when you lose and when you get smoked, people are going to come after you, and I think that's just the nature of the job. A lot of people calling. We had a caller, in fact, earlier in the program today asking for Tiger Woods to take over the helm. (laughs) Now, there's a lot going on in the world of golf, obviously with the PGA Tour and and the Saudis and what's happening there, but what's the likelihood that we see Tiger out there as the captain of the Ryder Cup in the next few years? Well, I I think he's going to be a captain – in the Ryder Cup, just because of the marquee value, and it would be hard to argue. You have a New York, you know, best page in New York area Ryder Cup. Mm-hmm. It's gonna, you know, I think the the the, the energy is going to be insane. And if you think there was a lot of crowd <laughs> chanting and stuff in Rome, <laughs> get ready, get yep. ready for New York City mm-hmm. in two years. It's going to be crazy. I, I think the only argument you could possibly make is you probably don't need. Tiger to be the to be mm. the captain of the Ryder Cup at that at that event because there's already going to be enough energy. But I think you, you said it exactly right. They need to sort out a few things with Liv and with the you know who, who's actually going to be in and who's out and and and, and kind of find out what the, the the where the where the playing lines are before they make some of those decisions. Uh, Ricky Fowler conceding, uh, essentially conceding the Ryder Cup, as that's what it was at the end. There, did you have a problem with that, Matt? No, I don't. Not I didn't either. I, I, yeah, I, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, but I, I think that I think it was a Ricky is classy number one. I mean, yeah. he's a classy guy, and it was the right thing to do. 
and you can, you know, the, the problem, I mean, don't get me wrong, social media is great for my business, but right. the problem with fast takes and social media or takes of any kind is, you know, the knee-jerk reaction to that would be, well, he shouldn't have done that because they still had a chance. They didn't really still have it. No, they were it, done. It, it, didn't, it, didn't, it didn't matter, and it was the right thing to do, and you can commence with the celebration. And, and, and notably, you won't find a single player to stand up and raise their hand and say they've got a beef with Ricky Fowler. He's one of the most popular people yep. on any tour. Yep. So I think it was the right thing to do. Thanks for another year of this, Matt Rudy. Appreciate it, as always. Uh, if not um, before the Masters... Well, he certainly will be during Masters Week, but uh, again, Spartan basketball. There you go. Well, we'll talk about that. That's, let's pray it'll it. be staring you down again. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Matt Rudy. Appreciate it. Yep. Yeah. Good to talk to you, Matt Rudy. Golf Digest. Uh, as we put golf to bed for the year. Bam and Bob Trent and I will go around college football. Alec Bussey on Iowa State. Mr. Monday Night. Busy Hour 2 coming up next. Miller and Condon 106.3 KXNO.